wrote it and he actually said, um, I said, oh, I, I have my book for you. And he said, oh, that's great. Um, can you sign it? And I, and I actually said to him, oh, you want me to sign? So you want to sign my book? And he's like, no, no, no. You sign the book and dedicate it to me. And I, I really, I'll read it on the plane. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like crazy, crazy stuff have happened. You're listening to Tail Making from Taylist. I'm Stephen Lewis, director of Taylist, a content marketing agency based in Sydney. And Tail Making is our weekly podcast about getting your message out. And of course, our particular focus is on using the skills of journalism and storytelling to do that. My guest this week is Katrina Pollard, who founded uh, CP Communications, a PR and social media agency in 2001. Since then, Katrina's built a significant social media following writing at her Public Relations Sydney blog and becoming a regular on the speaking circuit. Most recently, though, Katrina published the book From Unknown to Expert. In the book, she offers readers a step-by-step process for growing their profiles and expanding their influence by becoming recognized experts in their fields using PR and social media to do it. Katrina, welcome to Tailmaking. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I was looking at the book on Amazon the other day, and you've got 31 five-star reviews, so you've obviously done something right. (laughs) Well, let's hope so. (laughs) Is that the skills of PR, do you think, have helped you to to get so many reviews? Because what I know from my own research is that reviews are the number one indicator of sales. So they're absolutely crucial. So getting reviews is is super important. Um, did you did you use your PR ninja skills to get them? <laughs> you know, um, I probably did, but the whole process of publishing my book and really for me to step into the spotlight and and everything that actually involves publishing and promoting a book. Um, was a whole bunch of new learning skills for me. And so mm. getting those reviews, really I realized what I needed to do was actually ask for reviews as well. So it's really stepping into that, mm, am I being self-promotional? Am I asking too much? Should I really um, get my followers and my readers to take action on a certain thing? And all of those answers are kind of yes so if you want to get a whole bunch of five-star reviews absolutely you're going to get people there's a whole bunch of people on there that I don't know that have read the book and have done the reviews but there's also people on there that um, I have tweeted out if you love the book please um, please review it Um, or I've put it in my EDMs that I send out weekly to say I've got a whole bunch of reviews. Can you add reviews? So I think that you have to ask for what you want as well. One of the things I I say when I'm coaching new authors is that if you're going to write a book, it's not a time to be shy, right? You, (laughs) You know, and if you can't not be shy, don't write your own book blurb. I mean, the number of book blurbs I see by self-published authors who it's like, well, th- this book's kind of okay. You might like it. It's like, no, you you don't you yeah. don't pick up a John Grisham and read some modest. <laughs> no, you have to totally own it. And I think that um, whether you're an author or an entrepreneur or you're a, you know in a startup business, 
that you have to go out there and get what you want. And I think that so many people, um, you know, open open a magazine, open a newspaper or go to a, a news feed site and say, well, why are my competitors getting this coverage? Why did that author get um, this amazing profile and I didn't? And more, more likely the answer is that they went and got it and you didn't. Mm. So I think that, I mean, you have to do it in a way that's really is authentic to you and real to you, but you still have to do it. You've spent, um, you know, a lifetime in in PR, and you and I both know that PR is basically you're the stage manager, you're behind the scenes, you're the, you know, the journalist might meet you, um, but the um, the public isn't going to meet you. So this this must have been very different from you. Can you describe the moment where you decided that you were going to step out into the spotlight yourself? Yeah, it's so different for me. And um, as you said, yes, it does feel like a lifetime. I've spent my career putting other people in the spotlight. I mean, that is what my job is, is to um, package people and organisations in a way that the media want to consume. And so I vividly remember, you know, when I started my business a long, long time ago, sitting in my sunroom you know, with my borrowed computer and thinking, how am I going to do this? And I realized that I needed to use some of my, my PR skills on myself. And so I started slowly just by writing some articles and getting them published. But there was a real moment in time when I realized that I was keeping, holding myself back. I was impacting the growth of my business because I wasn't prepared to put myself in the spotlight. And Mm. so I realized that I had to overcome self-limiting beliefs around whether I was truly an expert and whether people truly wanted to hear what I had to say. And I had to work through that from a personal development perspective. And the outcome was that, you know, I, I got myself up on stage and I started doing speaking and I really started to own the spotlight. And it's made a significant difference to not only my business, but how people perceive me as well. Because I was prepared to back myself. I was prepared to say, yeah, I know a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> I truly do. It's through experience and through, through knowledge and through learning. And, I'm, I, and I want to share it. Do you remember that the first talk that you gave when you decided you were going to be the one at the podium, not a client? I do. And I actually did a TEDx presentation last year on the, that exact moment in time um, and what I learned from that experience. And it was um, I had to speak to about 100 people and it was on how to use PR and social media to build their businesses. And, um, you know, I vividly remember thinking, I just simply can't do this. Um, Public speaking was a really big deal for me to overcome. I had a massive fear about it. Um, And I said yes, knowing that it was was time for me to actually to overcome that and to actually get up on stage. And I vividly remember stepping up. On the, on the stairs, there was four stairs and I had to step up on the stairs and then walk across the darkened stage and I literally stepped into the spotlight and what I realised was that it wasn't about me. Um, when I looked out to the room full of people, I realised that they were there to hear what I had to say um, and that I could actually change their businesses and I could change 
the growth um, of their sales and help them learn how they can actually step into the spotlight. So that particular moment in time with those 100 people um, really did change the course of me and my personal growth in stepping into the spotlight and ultimately um, led to me writing the book and really wanting to really own that stage. In the book, do you give people, a, a, you know, the old um, imagine your audience naked advice? Is that part <laughs> of what's in the in the unknown to expert process? So um, the star, so the unknown to expert is going through a process um, called the unknown to expert five star system, and the second star I, I, is called setting the stage, um, and that is really developing the elevator statement and your and your key messages and so on. And star three is where you turn on the spotlight and. Part of that star three is stepping on stage. Um, it's never really worked for me imagining people mm. naked. <laughs> <laughs> You've not been but, in the right room. Yeah, not, not right, not room, not the right room. <laughs> but something that somebody taught me, um, Marianne Rupp, um, Mariette Rupps Donnelly, who's a great speaker's coach, and she did, did a whole bunch of work with her at the beginning. And she um, told me something which I still use all these years later, um, and you find lighthouses in the room and that mm. has really helped me because there's always people who are sitting there who are l- truly listening to you um, mm. and you, if you find um, two or three of them, you can essentially speak to those three people and, and you can get energy and um, feedback from them because they're paying attention to you and then they're listening to you. So I think that that is one of the biggest things that I, that I have learned. But stepping on stage a part of the, the um, five-star system is really I teach people how to write their um, speaker's profile because it's really critical that everybody has a speaker's profile, how to come up with um, the topics that their audiences want to hear, how to write their bios in a way that the speakers, um, conference organisers and, and groups want to, um, will want to engage you and then actually how to go out and pitch yourself as a, as a speaker because it's a really critical step. Um, if you choose to take it, some people will never want to do that aspect, but um, others will, um, into that process of becoming known as an expert. Somebody once said to me that she, um, act, she had actually she paid somebody to promote her as a speaker because she said it was much easier to contact an organization and say, my client is amazing and will blow your audience away than to phone up and say, hey, I'm fantastic. <laughs> I will blow your audience away. Yeah. Do you do you have somebody, even though you do it for other people, do you have somebody spruik you or is it all you? You know, for speaking, it's mostly all me. Virtually all of the speaking um, engagements, like overseas in Australia, are ones that I've gotten myself um, or that, you know, people come to me now, obviously. But um, some key um, engagements that I've had, like I spoke in Austin last year, um, they were all really strategically managed. Like I go, I have an idea about where I want to speak and who I want to speak with and at what level that I want to speak at. Um, and then I, I go and make it happen. So I will pitch myself. I will make sure that those organizers know who I am, what I do, what I speak on. Um, there are times where people, um, I have a team that help me um, 
do some do research. But when it comes to speaking, I do mostly um, myself. Um, but I do, but I but I own that because I that's a really important part of me being an expert. But I do recognize that there are people that will definitely need help in that because it's a real skill. It's a real, and it's time consuming as well. I'm sure I've seen you write somewhere that, you know, sometimes you get rejected and you just have to pick yourself up and you've actually got gigs that you were initially rejected for by, by persevering. Is that right? Oh, most of what I do is through perseverance. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I, I'm really, I'm a very focused, dedicated kind of personality um, that is grounded as well. But I kind of know what I want. So, um, and, and it not only is about speaking; it's about everything that come that comes with the territory of becoming known as an expert. Um, you know, when you're pitching to the media, journalists will. May, ne- may never respond to your media pitch. You may pitch yep. yourself to um, a speaker's gig. Like I just got rejected from a big speaking gig that I really wanted to do just recently actually and it was like, really? Come on. Um, and then I think, well, okay, so what I do is I keep an eye on what they're doing and I'll go back and I'll pitch a different topic next time. Um, so I think that everything that we do, because there's so much competition, um, people have, people are so busy, like say, for example, with journalists, they have so many news stories that come across their desks. Um, they are so, um, they've got so many opportunities to write so many different stories. You have to be the person that is the persistent person, because if you're not, if you give up then you're not going to move into that spotlight. You're not going to get that coverage that you want. It's like Seth Godin's The Dip, right? You know, you've got to, you've got to keep, keep pushing because um, only, only a few people will push hard enough to actually get over the top and the, the air is a lot clearer once you get over the top. Yeah, absolutely. But I also think like at the end of my book, what I say is, well, you're at the beginning now <laughs> because I think that when you want to be known as an expert, absolutely there are layers of being an expert um but you have to keep on maintaining your um your profile you have to keep on maintaining your reputation your credibility because if you think that you've got there then you're mistaken because you're you're at a level which you then need to just keep on maintaining so yeah there's different time you have to do different um strategies at different times but I don't think that you you have I don't think that you're ever there so I mean that's really interesting because you um as, as you've said you know you were already doing social media you were already getting speaking engagements when you decided to write the book yeah so what was the strategic decision to write the book why a book and why at this point For me, I've sort of had in the back of my mind that I wanted to write a book for a couple of years now. And um, there was a couple of reasons. And, um, you know, everything that I do is quite well thought out. I tend not to do things that I just, um, let's just go and do this. Um, I come up with a million ideas because, you know, the entrepreneurial mind. But um, with the book, what it was was that I really wanted to reach thousands of people I have a consultancy where I work 
you know, with say 15 um, organizations, whether they're entrepreneurs or whether they're listed. But but what I really wanted to do was I felt I was at a stage in my career where I really wanted to be able to share my experience and my expertise with thousands of people. And I can't do that in my in my consultancy. So the mm. book was the opportunity for me to be able to do that because I really realized that I had a voice and that I had something to say and that I wanted to say it. So the book was the vehicle for me to be able to do that. But for me, it wasn't about, oh, I want to write a book. I, you know, it's something I've always wanted to do, so I'm going to go do it. It was actually the beginning of launching an online business where it was the first product of the Unknown to Expert, which is, a, which is an online business. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll we'll talk about that because that's really interesting in 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 how the book is is the beginning and and there has to be a process. But if we look at the book specifically, you know, you'd written blog posts before and obviously press releases, um, but there's a big obviously difference between you know 500 or 800 words of a blog post and a book. Yeah. Was that daunting to you to to go from blank page to, you know, 30,000, 40,000 words? Do you know what? I had no idea how hard it was going to be. (laughs) (laughs) I just had no idea because the thing that I wanted to do as well, I knew I wanted to self-publish. So um, not only did I write the book, I then had to figure out how to self-publish and then create it as an online business. But physically sitting down and writing the book, um, because I write every single day of my life and I have done for 20 years, mm. the, the, the physical part of writing I didn't find difficult but I did find um, knowing and because I have taught thousands of people like that structure of a PR strategy so I knew, I knew the structure of the book of how I wanted to lead people from the beginning of a PR personal branding strategy through to the end. But, but then actually packaging it in a way that, that was easy to understand and easy to get, I did find difficult because I had to apply sort of marketing principles to it, mm. whereas I'm a PR person and we don't do any marketing. We don't sell. We, we, we do the opposite of selling. We, we convince, yeah. you know. Um, and so I actually had um, I'd finished the book um, and wrote the process. And then I had an online marketer um, um, come in and help me do the marketing aspect to it. And she said, but this is a system. You, you have a system. You, have a, you take people through a process. And I said, yeah, I do. And she said, so what's it called? <laughs> ah. So it was that, that, that five-star system was born out of that because I hadn't actually called it um, it was called, the book was always called From Unknown to Expert, but applying that level of a, a process or a system was something that I actually needed to get somebody to outside to come in and have a look at. It's a really good tip, isn't it? Because I ghostwrite books for people and some people think that's cheating, which is of course ridiculous yeah. because I write about things that I don't know anything about. It's the, it's the author's intellectual property. I'm just bringing that writing skill so even when there's only one name on the book, it's often a much more collaborative process than I think people mm. realise before they've done it. And I think it's really important. Um, I mean, to, for me, that just added this layer that um, was I, maybe the difference between it being 
um, so successful and just kind of mediocre because um, I can see now that because I don't work in systems and I don't work in, in that kind of way, I can see how people, um, because I live and breathe PR, um, I sometimes uh, need somebody who's outside to look in. And so having a ghostwriter or having somebody that can apply some skills that you don't have, I think is really important in, the, in this process, particularly like for me because I had a much bigger picture that was beyond just the book. Um, and I think it's really important that we seek advice um, and we get people who are not in our area to to um, apply some um, you know some guidance along the way. Did you did you have a process for writing the book? I mean, did you you know sort of follow the get up at five a.m. and do half an hour or you know any of those sorts of things, or did you write when you had time? Yeah, I um, processes are not good for me. <laughs> you tell me to go do something, I'll do something different. So I, what I did is I um, certainly not the 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 way certainly not that I'm going to stop and do something for you know at six a.m. I'm going to write for an hour. That just and I understand how that would work for some people, but it just doesn't work for me. So I um, I wrote in at night time and I wrote at weekends. And the thing that I um, what I did insanely was I got asked to speak in Austin in June and I decided to have to write the book in January. So I literally only had five months. Wow. Um, okay. And so, That's a deadline. Um, in, and in, it was insanity and I would absolutely not recommend anybody does this. Um, but what was amazing about it, and I was only actually um, thinking about this the other day, what was really amazing about it is that I had this really hard and fast deadline that I had to meet. I, you know, I was, I was speaking and the book was being launched in the US and it, I, ha I had to meet that deadline. Mm. So, and because in PR, we, we, we have deadlines throughout the day. We have to, we have to work to deadlines. So it's a... Um, it's a really natural process for me to work towards deadlines. But I, um, while I wouldn't recommend such a hard and fast and short deadline to anyone, having that deadline I think really um, made the dif difference between the book being launched when it did. And um, Yeah, and I think sometimes a, a deadline is the best writing coach you can have. Yes, I absolutely believe that because what happens is that life gets in the way, you know, it, if you're a goal-oriented person, you have to set a goal and you have to go make it happen. Um, so I, I, I think that um, in hindsight, while it was, you know, horrendously difficult um, and, you know, insanely late nights, no social life, um, mm. you know, the, the, I have a book. So it, I think one of the most important things is having a goal and having a deadline. And do you have do you have a story, something that comes to mind, that, that is something that happened as a result of having the book that wouldn't have happened if you didn't have the book? Uh, you know what? This book has created so many amazing opportunities, and I think that that's the thing about stepping into the spotlight and being known as an expert. So many opportunities happen which you don't even dream of. Um, so that, say for example, speaking in Austin, like that was the um, the Dell Entrepreneurs Women Conference, which is an invite only conference. 150 women from around the world are invited, 
um, and Michael Dell was speaking there. So I would not have been asked to speak at that conference had I not, um, one, had a book to launch there, but two, um, that I was known as an expert. It would, it absolutely would not have happened. Um, and so many other opportunities. I get, you know, speaking engagements. I get podcast engagements. I get asked, I get media calls, you know, every week that relate to um, things that, ha- that, that are in the book. So um, there's so many, so many amazing opportunities have happened as a result of the book. I think I remember seeing a photo of you on Instagram with Ariana Huffington holding yes. your book. Is, is that? Am I right about yeah, that? Yeah. So Ariana Huffington and um, Ariana Huffington and um, Seth Godin um, as well. And with Seth Godin, he actually said, um, "I said, oh, I, I have my book for you." And he said, "Oh, that's great. Um, can you sign it?" And I and I actually said to him, "Oh, you want me to sign? So you want to sign my book?" And he's like, "No, no, no." you sign the book and dedicate it to me and I, I really, I'll read it on the plane. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like crazy, crazy stuff have happened. And um, so Michael Dell has got a copy of the book. Um, yeah, amazing. But you know what? Um, even though they're amazing um, experiences to have those sort of people read my book and have a, a, you know, a signed copy of my book, it's the everyday people. It's the people who truly want to step into the spotlight, the people who come up to me when I'm speaking or when I'm at a conference or when I walk into a networking function and, and say, you know, your book changed my life or your book has really helped me. It's, it's, I've got amazing. They're like that, oh, that changes my world when people do that because mm. I, it, because I, I did this book and I've gone through this process from a really heartfelt place, from a place where I really truly wanted to share my experience, my expertise, so other people can step into the spotlight and go through the process that I personally have gone through, that um, they're the moments when you know that it was worth the work. That's fantastic. Do you have, so as, a, as an author now yourself, um, do you have any recommendations for other people who are thinking about writing a book? Yeah, I um, I don't think that everyone should write a book. I think that you have to have um, you have to do a whole bunch of thinking about why you want to write a book. Um, and somebody the other day said to me, you know, that a really um, highly published author, she doesn't self publish, she's been published by authors and so on. I mean, sorry, from publishing houses. And she said uh, that she doesn't really make any money from running books now and that she wished she'd thought about the business model um, mm. before she sat down and wrote a whole bunch of books. And so my advice is that by all means write the book that you always dreamed of writing but know why you're doing it. So if you have a story to tell, um, sit down and write it, absolutely, but don't think that you're going to make millions of dollars out of it. Mm. Don't think that you're suddenly going to be thrust onto world stage because you've written this book that you've always dreamed of writing. Um, Know that you're writing it because you have something to tell and maybe five people will read it and maybe a hundred, maybe a thousand. I don't know. But um, 
I think that now if you're writing a non-fiction book and you're, you're doing it to make money, then you have to have a business model wrapped around it. You can't just be doing it because you've got um, – because you think that that is going to – that you're going to make money from it. Well, to um, quote the aforementioned Seth Godin, I think he said the, the only person who should expect to make money from writing a book is the person who made money from their last book. So <laughs> Yes, that's exactly right. I think right. that pretty much sums it up. So I, I guess that segues neatly to um, what is the business model for your book? You said the book was the beginning and something was coming next. What is coming next? So with the book, um, so The Unknown to Expert is um, – is a, is a process where you have the book which is essentially takes you through the five-star system and then you have the acceleration pack which is a $97 acceleration, uh, acceleration pack which has um, 25 media releases, 25 media pitches, um, thousands of media outlets and media lists um, all segmented, blogger lists um, all segmented, so it's a it's a product where you can then actually um, implement, and you can send out media releases, and you've got those real life examples in it. So that's the that's the product, and the next product is going to be um, there's a mentoring product that I've got um, that's going to be launched soon, um, a live training product that's going to be launched soon, um, uh, and. A whole bunch of other stuff as well. So it's going to be an online training course as well. Now, I know you have a, an email list because I'm, I'm on it and I really <laughs> enjoy getting it. So where, where can people go and get the book and sign up to hear more from you? So the best place is unknowntoexpert.com. So you can buy the book there, buy the acceleration pack. There's also um, 32 action um, steps which you can download for free. Um, and... There's also some really great products that I've put on there that are free products. So there's a personal branding guide, um, which actually takes you step by step how to develop your personal brand, which is completely free. And so if you download that or any of the other downloads, free downloads on that site, you automatically go onto my email list. And I send out um, emails every Thursday, which teaches people how to do PR and social media or step into spotlight or share my personal experiences um, about being in, in the spotlight. Well, I can definitely recommend the emailing list to people because, I, as I say, I'm on it and um, I would have unsubscribed if I wasn't enjoying it, so I'm definitely <laughs> enjoying it. Um, Katrina, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to Tailmaking from Taylist. You can join our mailing list at taylist.com. That's tail as in telling tales, taylist.com. That way you'll be emailed whenever new episodes are up, which is once a week, and when we have bonus materials from our guests that we put in our exclusive subscriber library. Katrina's going to be contributing to that library for us, so if you want to see what she's had to offer, make sure you get over to taylist.com and sign up for the mailing list. I've been Stephen Lewis, and my thanks again to Katrina Pollard, author of From Unknown to Expert, for her insights in this episode of Tailmaking. You can find links to more about Katrina in the show notes at tailist.com. And thank you so much for listening. Next week on the Tailmaking Podcast.
we were being arrested by the Chinese. So, but the things the um, the investigator and the um, chief, you know questioner was saying was so fantastic I thought I've got to write this down <laughs> but I thought I can't really bring up my notebook because obviously they don't let journalists into Tibet so I was rushing off to the loo feigning the runs so then I could write <laughs> down those brilliant comments that the um, the investigator was asking us sign up at tailmaking.com